1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scottish Cup final weekend The Hibs and St Johnston aim to get their hands on that famous old trophy It's advantage Dundee in the Premiership playoff With work to do for Kilmarnock if they want to stay in the top flight And Shea Adams is out of Southampton's next game But should be fit for the Euros I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Tony Watt and Jim Duffy yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a shock to hear that uh, she Adams going to miss the game because obviously Oliver McBurney's already missing, um, you know, and we're not uh, blessed with uh, natural strikers in the international squad. So that'll be a concern for Stevie Clark. A, a bigger concern might have been the fact they might have been bringing in Tony Watt or something like that into the squad. So that would have been a real panic for the Scottish, Scottish uh, Tartan Army. But uh, uh, listen, you know, as far as the, the playoff games are concerned, uh, you know, Kamarnock, uh, I think that will be delighted actually. There was only 2 1 down. I saw a fair bit of the game. And Dundee, absolutely, well, the team on top and really should have had the game put to bed. So I think Tommy Wright will actually be pleased that they played so poorly, but are still mm. in the tie. And Tony Watt, another season over. Delighted that you've taken some time off the PlayStation tonight to join mm-hmm. us. We are we are truly honoured. Glad to glad to have another a couple of weeks resting. Back at it soon. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> you're lucky. I came off the PlayStation to come in. <laughs> no, it's it's good to get a refresh mentally and just get time away from football because you're. It's really high intensity for what, nine months, ten months of the year So you need your break to go back, obviously in top condition And I'm glad it's it's now, it's come at the right time Some seasons last longer than others mm. though Jim You are now our playoff survival expert <laughs> Well done last night yeah. on from all of us, congratulations How did that type of pressure compare? Because I know you've you've been round the block mm. to use that phrase yeah. But when you're staring relegation in the face And it's a, it's a playoff to stay up And you did it last night, how does that feel? Yeah, I mean it's it's a difficult one, Gordon, because you you know the clubs that the, in the higher uh, league is all is given to lose. That that's the simple fact of it. You've given to lose. Everyone else, mm. the other three teams have given to gain. Um, so the pressure is on the uh, the team and the, and how they handle it, and also having four games as well. You know, some of the other, for instance, Dundee playing come out. Dundee yep. got two games. So and and the schedule that we had, and on the back of that schedule, it was really intense and um, you know quite quite. Um, uh, Nerve wracking, I'm sure for the, for the players, but we handled it well. Eventually, I felt we we got a wee bit edgy at the start of the second half last night. It was a real strong wind in the game, and and Edinburgh had the benefit of the wind in, in the second half. And then when they score, I think for ten minutes after that, you're understandably a bit frantic. And then we calmed down, and uh, I, I just felt that the you know the organisation of the team, which was, which is the strongest part of our team anyway, that that and our togetherness. I think saws through So yeah I mean Delighted The overriding uh, You know Feeling is just relief You're just You're relieved that, that that's done The minimum requirement Is to stay in the league And As Tony says A couple of days now Just without thinking of anything Switch off And then Recharge the batteries now, You both need to think Between now and 8 o'clock By the way mm-hmm. the, the thinking The switching off Can, can kick in after <laughs> that And I can just imagine you As the full time whistle went I'm sure you turned round To your players and said Thank you Goodness for yes. that Thank goodness yeah, that's Yeah there was words Very similar to that um, yeah. uh, Tony you are ticking A lot of boxes On Scottish Cup final weekend You're a former St Johnston player And you get knocked out The cup off Hibs So there we go you're, you're, he's, he's the survival Expert in the playoffs You're the Scottish Cup Final expert But on a serious note It's always a, always a great occasion And a big game To look forward to Oh it's massive It's the, the biggest one In the calendar It's And it's obviously Got a, a lot of history Between the two of them Hibs obviously Recently, mm-hmm. probably their, their best moment in their, 
a history and then St Johnston are going for the double which Incredible. again could be the biggest season in the history mm-hmm. I've seen a few things today saying that it could be the best ever St Johnston team if they do it and probably backs it up they're in Europe they won the first cup and if they win the second one then absolutely yeah, for St Johnson to win a double would just be incredible wouldn't it I mean, I mean it's just it's just. I mean, definitely it's just going to be one of the biggest achievements ever for a for a club of that size possibly in Scotland as well mm. yeah absolutely right there's a lot to get through mm. between now and 8 o'clock but we do need you so pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind 0141 951 1025 and if you'd rather tweet you can do that as always at Clyde SSB but we do prefer to hear from you on the phone Hibs fans St Johnson fans how are you feeling about the Scottish Cup final Are the nerves kicking in Kilmarnock fans Dundee fans How are you feeling After last night's playoff And uh, whatever else is out there I know it's an unusually quiet week For you Celtic fans You're used to being involved At Scottish Cup final Rangers fans I know you had designs On being involved In the Scottish Cup final So maybe you've got something else Outside the box on your mind I'm looking at the back pages Of the papers I'm seeing Stories about Odson Edwards transfer fee and David Turnbull perhaps being a wanted man from Aston Villa. Lewis Ferguson, is he in demand? There is a lot going on. So don't forget to pick up the phone 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. And it's been a, a huge week, Jim, because we had the Scotland mm. squad announced. Yeah. And I know of all of our pundits, mm. you're one of the, the biggest, most passionate Scotland fans. What did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, I, I, you know, I think. One that most people have expected. I don't really think. I know there's been a little kind of call here and there for you know whether it was Ryan Gold and it's a bit. It's a midfield area which we know is notoriously strong for us. Again, a couple of players missing, unfortunately, with injury. Kenny McLean and Ryan Jack, as you mentioned, all of McBurney. But uh, I think the players they picked. I don't really think there's too many that because. Uh, really any controversy or you know someone screaming that they, they really should should be in it um, there's always there's always a one or two debatable things you know some people saying why we get three left backs and things like that but listen uh, o- overall I think that this is a squad that gives um, Stevie plenty of options um, for the, the, the mm-hmm. three the three games that we'll have minimum anyway yeah I'm sure we'll get Tony's thoughts on that later on as well you've got inside track on a number of those guys that were involved but let me remind you one more time before we kick off 4141951 to share your thoughts with the panel. If you want to tweet, you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. It is Scottish Cup final weekend. Let's take a look at that until you phone in and change the subject. Uh, let's hear from both managers to kick things off. Uh, Jack Ross up first. I understand that if we're successful on Saturday, I think it will absolutely be recognised as an outstanding season for the club. Like irrespective of the result of the weekend, I think that the players and staff should be given enormous credit. There's been a lot of challenges um, throughout that period within the club, but also with in terms of everybody's daily life. I think that everybody's had challenges in their own industry and walks of life as well. So the players have shown um, huge consistency in their mindset and approach to, to wanting to achieve success. And you know, I told them how proud I was of them to achieve third. I've been done it for a long time. Um, I'm equally as proud that they've reached the cup final but I'm desperate for them to get the rewards at the weekend by winning the trophy um, and that's a, that's a huge motivation for us John is a Hibs fan from Cote Bridge with my arithmetic can't quite do it on the spot John a few hours to go how are the nerves? <laughs> um, I, pretty nervous to be, to be honest but pretty confident I don't know I've, I've got a good feeling um, about tomorrow I, I just think we'll be a wee bit too strong for for St Johnson uh, and fingers crossed that we are Does this feel different John because oh, oh, you don't need me to tell you 2016 it was all about 
Breaking that long run Without winning the Scottish Cup That dominated every single year Does it feel different This time now That you're just trying to To add one Rather than Than chasing that record Aye aye I, I, I think it does It feels totally different I think that you, You've not got the build up Because you've not got The, the build up We know when you're going to the game You've got the fans going And everything else It's, it's a wee bit of a downer Because of the Covid um, but, but at the same time You're still excited Looking forward to it uh, going to the game, sitting watching at the pub or sitting watching the house is, is totally different. And the monkeys offer back to coin a phrase, I think. Um, they let themselves down against Hearts in the semi-final um, at the start of the season there. They let themselves down against St. Johnson as well in, in the other semi. But I've, I, I think the team have got a lot stronger as the season's went on. And the amount, the amount of goals that were top three, Doig, Boyle and Nisbet, have scored between them 58 goals and, and assists. And 45 goals in all competitions I think will just be too strong for them tomorrow To be perfectly honest I'm glad somebody's done their homework I like those stats uh, mm. Jim Duffy mm. The league table would tell you I mean Hibs are favourites not, mm. not not by much But mm. they, they would be favourites Based on the league table mm. The the cup And the head-to-heads Would maybe tell you A different mm. story How do you see it? Yeah I think it'll be really close I know John's uh, obviously you know, Optimistic about his team And you can understand that Because also the players are in, particularly the front players are in form. Uh, Kevin Nesbitt had, had dropped off a little bit, but he's actually, um, you know, came came good again um, at the right time. Dodge is again similar, uh, and Martin Boyle's been consistent pretty much most of the season anyway. So you know those stats that he mentioned there are very impressive, and I also think that there's there's nobody negativity surrounding Hibs, which sometimes. Uh, was the case for for many a decade because every year that they didn't win it every time it came up to a a major tournament again or or latter stages it was always brought up in the media but the fact that they won it in 2016 is is taking that away so therefore I think the players can be a little bit more relaxed because there's there's much more positivity um, from the you know the build up to the game and and it's a little bit more relaxed as well um, you know because of the situation I'm sure all the players would prefer fans of course they would but it's probably a little bit more relaxed but I think it'll be really tight. I really do because St. Johnson, I think, uh, have been outstanding, very tactically uh, aware. Um, Callum Davison, uh, I watched the whole game against Rangers and I thought they were very impressive. Um, and and you know, obviously, one already winning the the, the Fred tells you that they they know how to get over the line. So I think it'll be tight. But again, if if those players that that John mentioned there play to the maximum then that might just give them that little bit extra goal threat to, to, to win the cup Tony give us the inside track having faced both teams what are their strengths? Uh, I think more from watching them I think anytime it's a big game St Johnson just looks so well drilled but Hibs playing against them they could have an average game but their front three just turn, yeah. turn electric and they can punish you but I think if there's any team to match that front three it would be Hibs in their back three uh, St Johnson in their back three sorry They've got some good defenders, really know where to be, really know how to play together and like you said they're well drilled and on an occasion like this they'll, they'll know where to be. I think Hibs are more off the cuff and more... Unpredictable. Like, aye, but obviously if they turn up it's a big game but I think St Johnston are a very, very mm. solid, well drilled side. I think Hibs having the consistency this year as Jack said, finishing third um, was really important to them. So they had a little dip like all teams do but they managed to, to they, they didn't lose track of what they were trying to do the way they wanted to play um, and as I said and, and I think that they're, they're getting into the game very confident but I think it's a very even match but um, like like uh, Tony said there if those front three in particular 
um, you know, play at their, their maximum level, then you know they're, they're, they're a, a, a danger to any team. You didn't ever see a young Tony Watt running about Coat Bridge causing drama, did you, John? <laughs> I did. I actually went to school with your dad, Tony. Oh, did you? Uh, Columba High. I was uh, Pug- Puggo. His, his, his nickname was I. I run the big tree just down the road to where you, where you come to, mate. The, the mad Celtic pub at the corner. Aye, after aye. that. Uh, so I'll be on there tomorrow. I knew there would be a link somewhere, right? John, enjoy your weekend. That was John Hibbs fan from Coatbridge kicking us off. 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Two sides to every build up, though
and I think he's settled. I think he's a very good player. He could play at most teams in this league, and I just think it's a club where people go and they're really, really happy. I, I think I don't know. They don't really have a massive turnover of players. But going back to what I was saying, I think when I was there, Callum Davidson had just left to go with Gary Rowett. I think it was Stoke, maybe. And the way the boys spoke about him was he loves sports, not just football. He just loves. He's meant to be an amazing golfer, amongst other things, isn't he? I think squash. he's one of these annoying guys. It's good I, at everything. Just so competitive. And they spoke about how well his training was, how good he was with the boys, and it kind of all led to being a good manager. It just everything that kind of ticked the boxes. And then when he went back, I, I kind of had a sneaky feeling that he would do well. Obviously, not this well. I'm not a, a psychic. I'm not a psychic, <laughs> but he's uh, he's done superbly. And I think it was just I think the club knew with all the people they had from before that knew Callum mm. that it would do well, yeah. and he's done that, and he's kept the players happy and he's kept them there and he's, he's extended their deals and you can see they're happy there I mean Neil St Johnson have come a long way since one of our pundits thought that they might be getting relegated mm-hmm. and Tommy Wright took mm-hmm. the huff with us as a result <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> especially because his team stayed up there so no. I might have done if they hadn't no, that, that, that's alright Neil I don't, I don't mind taking this thing. I, I'm sure I took uh, plenty of Tommy so it's fine but you know I think that you know the, the thing about St Johnson and that's that's part of the reason when even even you know taking a light hearted you tend to think that they can't keep being successful you, you know you're just in the back of your mind you th- you realise that the, the fan base isn't huge the budget's not huge so you tend to think as, 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 as Tony was saying there some of the players you think oh they might have been there a wee bit too long now they're going to have to go backwards but they haven't so fair, fair play to them and all credit to the, the structure of the club and the foundations of the club because the environment I think is what's helped to be successful because there's such a an enjoyable environment for the players and I think they've changed over the last maybe couple of years as well where they've now started to add the younger ones and I know yeah. Chris Kane's been there for a wee while and Jason Kerr and guys like that but they've started to add in these it younger like ones as well it them as yeah. well and as, as if they're yeah. bleeding people through every yeah. year and it's as if it's before St Johnston yeah. rightly or wrongly before I signed there he didn't want to go to McDermott Park mm-hmm. because it would be horrible it would mm-hmm. be minging but now they'll play mm-hmm. you off the park yeah. not just fight you off the park yeah. which is a credit to them mm-hmm. is as if they've changed yeah. the culture yeah I mean again as I said to you McCart at the back and all those things they've brought in younger ones and, and I think that's given a bit of freshness uh, and impetus to the team but also as, as Tony says they, they, they can mix it and match it they can play stuffy technical uh, sorry tactical football but they can also come in and get after you mm-hmm. so I think that's a really good balance they have and as I said Callum's done an outstanding job listen one or lose the match tomorrow oh, it's yeah. an unbelievable season for St mm-hmm. Johnson top six Betfred Cup winners Scottish Cup finalists mm. I mean it's an outstanding uh, season for anybody um, that, 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 that um, you know was involved in football but for a club that's in Johnson it's, 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 it's really really uh, magnificent Final word to you Neil uh, Yeah just thoroughly looking forward to it I completely agree but, you know phenomenal season win or lose tomorrow we've also got Europe in there because we, we snuck fifth uh, towards the last couple of games of the season so that's in could be a better uh, starting within Europe if we do win the cup and um, yeah no, thanks for having us on it's, uh, it's nice to have a bit pleasure we'll maybe give you a call back if you're in a fit state to join us should things go well tomorrow that was Neil from Clarkston 01419511025 ideal time for you to pick up the phone because we'll get some travel with Stephen and that means you could be up next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and 
To answer Dino Curley's question on Twitter He says Who's that that's on the show tonight It's, it's, it's not Hugh Keevans I don't think Have I missed something Tony Watt Have you got a Hugh Keevans impersonation in your locker Will we save that to- I think we'll save that I will get a few I, words I don't want to get you in do Don't want to get you in trouble It's Tony Watt and Jim Duffy And uh, you of course You are the the star attraction So pick up the phone And let us know How you're feeling Ahead of this weekend If you're involved If you're Hibs St Johnston Maybe Kilmarnock fans Maybe a bit nervous After last night And I know you Celtic And Rangers fans You might not have any football uh, At the moment But I'm sure there's something That's tickling your fancy Whether it's all these rumours Of transfers In or out Maybe you're still Building up to the Euros And reacting to that squad Whatever it is Pick up the phone And get in touch Like I say You can tweet as well Like Dino did at Clyde SSB um, Let's bring in Stuart, who's a Celtic fan in Canvas Lang. Stuart, what's on your mind at the moment? Is it now very much about looking to the, the future and what comes next? Absolutely. Obviously, we know Oz and Edward's going to be leaving. Um, I've got a couple of guys that I think could come up here and do a good job. Um, my first one was Arigi for Liverpool. Um, maybe get them on loan with a possibility of buying them. My second one is Solanke, a Bournemouth, if they don't get promoted. Uh, if they get promoted, obviously, they have no chance of getting them. but if he didn't get promoted, um, I think he would come up here and do his job. I mean, Arigi's been unlucky at Liverpool. I mean, the forward line they've got to break into that team. And any, any time he's come in, he's done a job. You know, I think he'd be a good, uh, a good asset to come up here. Sure, I love it when you lot do the scouting. Mm-hmm. I like it because it means you've been out there, you've been thinking of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because it's almost like the, the Stuart's suggestions are there now to be shot mm-hmm. down. <laughs> Solanke was at 19 million I think Bournemouth yeah, signed him for lying this season um, he's, he's yeah, done well But to be fair yeah. Stuart's mentioning so, If they don't get yeah. promoted He did throw that in Origi Yes out mm-hmm. of favour At Liverpool But you know Belgian international These may well be possible may well be possible But they would, Neither would be cheap Or even close to it Would they? No but as, as um, Stuart was saying there You know If Bournemouth don't go up They might want to Try and cut their losses And, and try and get um, Some revenue back in uh, obviously, if Eddie Howe does become the manager, he'd be well aware of him because he was the guy that uh, that, that signed him. Uh, still using the word "if" in if front of that sentence. Well, I never thought, this is this is my last. This is my last weeknight show of the season. I thought we would be there by yeah, now. I must admit. Unfortunately, it's still enough. And um, you know, as far as Divo Arigi concerned, yeah, I mean, he's another one. As, as Stuart said, it's been very difficult for him to get any regular football. And with the front three they had, and then they go and signed uh, Diego Jota. So and he he's been he's been phenomenal. So it, you know, it's, it, he is a, a, a talented player, and they have to be looking at options. But at this moment in time, we're not quite sure mm-hmm. who's going to be making the signings and what type of signings is going to be. Yep. And I think I think everything's going to be put in hold until they get the manager and the recruitment side of it um, decided. And that still seems as if it's not going to be this week <laughs> yeah. anyway, Gordon. So I think I think uh, I think as if it's going to be a, a you're going to have to come in during the, uh, the summer one time and have a have a midnight program one night. I think. I mean, they're certainly good players, Tony. I don't think we would doubt that. No, I think both could get Premier League teams. I think. If a Premier League team comes in, Celtic are blow out the water financially, mm-hmm. and I think it, the times have changed now. We were talking off air that a Championship player is going to cost you an arm and a leg. You're not going to. Well, Ben Rama was, last year was thirty million money, and Ollie Watkins, I think, was twenty five, was or something like that. Aye. And they were the two kind of top goal scorers with Brentford. And obviously, um, you know, we 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 know that 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 type of money down there is even is relatively when, common. Even when Celtic went for Ivan Tony. He was top scorer on League One And he was mm-hmm. still What 10 million yeah, 10 million he went for yeah. So if you're going for a championship player You're going mm-hmm. to talk 10 million upwards And mm-hmm. I don't know if Celtic want to do that I think they're probably better going to the 
the foreign markets and getting your Edwards, your Christopher Ayers, these kind of players because they're the other ones that are going to make their money in the long run plus get performances out now. Yeah, I think there was only about six players who scored more championship goals than, than Solanke mm-hmm. this season. Stuart, I, I was going to ask you if um, that sort of replacement for Odds and Edward, does that need to be the priority? And and then I heard myself ask it and I realised it was a stupid question because there are a lot of priorities at the moment, aren't there? <laughs> Absolutely. I think Celtic, I think whoever's going to come in and do the job, they've got to build to the back. I mean, we need to build to the back. I mean, we've not had a decent centre-half for, for Paul Elliott, I don't think, it's Celtic. Um, I think we need a solid defence. Rangers done the last 13 goals all season, which is some record, you know. And I think if you come in, you need to get solid. If you, if you get a solid defence, you can't lose goals. You'll not lose games. You know, I hope Virgil van Dijk's not listening. I must say, yeah. if he still tunes in from down the road, he'll be he'll be googling Paul Elliott. I can see him googling it just now. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think that uh, Stuart's obviously he's forgot about Virgil van Dijk. But listen, it's it's difficult. You know, in principle, I think what Stuart's saying is right. I think that you know, but Celtic. Traditionally, over the years, I've always looked to, to, to play attacking, free-flowing football, scoring goals. And when you dominate the ball and you score goals, invariably you have a good defensive record anyway because you know, you're know you keeping the opposition on the back foot. But when you're not doing it, when you're not capitalising on your play, which has happened this season, and you're a bit fragile at the back, then it does... It does um, you know, put put the responsibility on the defenders, and also the you know the focus goes on them. And, and and from Celtic's point of view, that hasn't been good enough from the goalkeeper out. So yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. But, and I think that most most managers uh, try and make sure that the, the one mm-hmm. thing they don't do is leave the back door open. I mean, Stuart, there's a story in the back page of the Daily Record today um, regarding Odson Edward and saying that the, the deal with PSG means that they're due fifty percent of any difference between the nine million. And and his next transfer fee, so it's going to it's going to take quite a, a, a sizable fee for Odson Edward for Celtic to to make a lot of money by the sounds of it. Yeah, obviously it is. Yeah, but, but you know what figure do you put on him? I mean, look at the players down south that are going for twenty thirty million, and, and I think Edward's up there with, with some of these guys. You know what I mean? I just think because it's Scottish football, to think you come in here and get players in the cheap, you know, and I, I don't think you should do that. I think Celtic should hold out for 20 or 25 million for Edward because I think he'll go somewhere and do a job. That's the thing, Jim. We sometimes forget, don't we? Because on, on this show and if you're debating it elsewhere, we just generally start thinking only about a player's ability mm-hmm. and then we try and link that to the transfer mm-hmm. fee. It's it's not exciting to look at the contractual situation. <laughs> he does only have a year left, yeah, which, yeah. which totally changes things. We very rarely do that. You, you, you'll recall it and you go, mm-hmm. oh, remember so-and-so mm-hmm. went for X million. Mm-hmm. You never remember what what he had left in his contract yeah. and it's hugely important yeah it's massively important nowadays I mean uh, Tony will know more than I mean I do because he's, he's, he's had the moves and, and it's 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 you know difficult when you've you've got a year left in the contract um, and that that's the, the the big bonus that players have now and agents are well aware of that uh, and and they'll notify clubs listen if you want to wait another six months you can get them for, for nothing you can sign them in a pre-contract so there's that balancing act between getting the right fee at the right time or taking the risk. Um, obviously, Dembele, for instance, went in the last uh, the last minutes of the transfer window for twenty five million. But um, somebody like uh, Odds and Edward, if he um, is keen to move on, um, then you've just got to try and uh, you know get as much as you possibly can in, um, knowing full well that there is a percentage due to P- PSG. But that that was a deal signed at the time. That's the risk you take sometimes, and um, it all depends how much profit Celtic can make from it. But um, you know, I mean, Tony, you you've obviously moved several times at several clubs. 
um, when you're on your last year of your contract, if it's not, if, if, if you have got a, a mind to move, you know, d- does, does your agent and stuff like that, does it benefit? Oh, for him, absolutely. Mm. If he wants to go this summer, I think he'll go due to the fact he's only got a year mm. left. But if I'm Celtic and you've paid nine million and anything over that gets 50% to PSG, if somebody comes in for 20 million, you get five million for him. You lose that over a year, but I don't think it's as bad as losing twenty million or thirty million because Edward getting five million for him is nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not as if you're making any profit. I know you'll get your money back, but anything under fifteen million they can't sell him for. I don't think and make what two million on him. I don't think it's it's a good investment. Yeah, they'll have cl- they'll, 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 they'll have they'll obviously have add-ons. You know, depending on what clubs. I mean, obviously there's rumours at this moment in time that Leicester are one of the clubs. So you could have it if Leicester are in the Champions League. Yeah. You know, they get an extra couple of million and that's nothing. If they get in the Champions League, they're going to make 40, 50 million anyway. Uh, or if they win another trophy or, or so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, and that can be, you can definitely get add-ons which will take away possibly from the, the money that PSG are due because that's, that's the next contract further down the line. So they might they might do something like that. You can be clever and uh, work, working your favour if uh, if you do a, a, wee, a wee bit of shuffling. I think Celtic took a gamble this year and thought for the last mm. the last hurdle we'll keep Edward and to be fair he did score a lot of goals and I thought they probably think we'll get 30 million for him and he's a 30 million pound player let's be let's be honest I think he can go down to Premier League and do a job or go abroad and do a job and I think Celtic will be hurting because it never planned out the way mm-hmm. if Celtic had won the league this year everybody's got an extra premium on their, their price and it's Financially, it's going to hurt having to sell him, but to replace him with that money is impossible. I, I think. I think Tony this year as well, though. I think not only the fact that Celtic didn't play well, he didn't play quite at the level he's yeah. been doing, but also the pandemic. Yeah. Financially and down it, south, you're not seeing the type of numbers. You're not even rumoured mm-hmm. about the type of numbers. Obviously, Harry Kane will be the exception. Uh, he's understand Harry that. Kane. There's always the exception, but yeah, he won't struggle. I think. Yeah, but generally speaking, most of the bigger clubs down there. Or just been a little bit careful, you know, with yeah, financially to wait and see where they can as well, get fans back in. I think he got over 20 goals. He had COVID, it took him a mm-hmm. while to get back from that. Mm-hmm. So, on the whole, he probably has had a good season mm-hmm. in a not so good Celtic team. I think mm-hmm. any money will get paid for him. But, like you said, with COVID there, unless you're Harry Kane or you're Jaden Sancho, mm-hmm. nobody's going to get the wallet out and, mm-hmm. and pay massive amounts for you. It's uh, true. We expected stories about Odson Edward this summer And maybe Christopher Iyer and, and maybe Ryan Christie and so on But the back page of the Sun today Suggests that Aston Villa Are going to be interested in David Turnbull Would that What, what would your reaction to that be? You've got to hold on to him You've got to hold on and build on about him I think, you know he's a, yeah, I think he's a class act He's not a young boy I think if you build on about him And build a team But Christopher Iyer for me I think Celtic should cash in on him He's not my type of player He's not my cup of tea, you know um, and if Celtic get an offer for him I think you should take it I mean Jim the Like I say It's, it's the newspaper story mm-hmm. At the moment David Turnbull £7 million The, the price mm-hmm. Which would be Which would be double You've doubled your money In a year But I, I suspect Most Celtic fans Listening would agree With Stuart It's not 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 not, not, what they had, not what they had in mind for this summer though. <laughs> no, and it's also a, an unbelievable bargain if 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 he did get him, um, regardless of whether it's doubling the, the you know the fee that Celtic paid for him, um, as as we mentioned, just in comparison to what they would have to pay elsewhere. But uh, you know he's he's 
I mean, it took him a little while just to settle into playing for Celtic. Um, and then he became a very important player. He's, what is he, 21, 22, something like that. He's a, a terrific talent, great potential. Again, it's difficult to turn something down if it does come your way. Um, again, we've got a boy next to us who knows more than anyone. You know, when you're leaving a club at Celtic, when you're young, um, you know what, what can what can um, can happen. But it, it, to me, from a football perspective, in an ideal world, he's better to be there at least another year, getting thirty, forty games under his belt, playing at a top, top club, and then. If he's still at the same level or even better level, then then there'll be so many other doors open for him. But it is difficult. To, I mean, as I said, Tony, when you were young and, and, and obviously you get the the reputation and you know and clubs come knocking at your door, how difficult is it to to, to kind of stop your mind drifting into you know other places? Yeah, especially if Celtic want to sell. They, when it came to mind to go over to Liège, Celtic wanted to sell. The deal was good on the table. It was European football, chance to win a league and. I don't know, I think with Davey I think he'll probably think in his head he could do better than Aston Villa because he sees Tierney going down and do it why not think that and £7 million I would chase you out the door if you offered me that for my top three Celtic players do you know what I mean? Edward, Ayer Ed, or Turnbull I don't think any of them can go for less than double figures and no I I would chase you out the door if you offered seven million for David for the Blank. season he's had. Q sure oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Keep the calls coming in. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Tony Watt are here. It's 0141951025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Now at this stage of the season you might be doing a bit of reflecting. You might be looking at what comes next, what's ready for us in the next campaign. We don't yet know all the teams who will be in the top flight because Kilmarnock and Dundee have still to settle their differences. Dundee do have the advantage from last night. Uh, let's bring back Simon who's a Kilmarnock fan. He was on before the game last night, so it makes sense to follow the journey, Simon, because you were pretty confident then. How are you feeling now? Hi guys, how you doing? Uh, thanks for having me back on. Um, I just wanted to say as well before I go on, thanks for everything for the show. It's been really, really good listening for the for the year, and it's kept lockdown a little bit more bearable. Always having the podcast to listen to, so thanks very much, Gordon. Well done. You're you're a very good host. Oh, listen, I, that that fiver is in the post. I'll get producer Callum to sort it out anyway. What are you no feeling after last night? Yes, yeah, I've got a couple of points on the game. Then I've actually got a question for Jim. If that's all right. Sure. Um, I thought it was a bit, you know, right from the start. A bit wary because we told our. It seemed we told our fullbacks to to stay back. Uh, normally Ross Millen especially bombs on, gets crosses in the box, uh, especially crosses early. And when he bombs on, it gives sort of Chris Burke especially he who likes to cut inside. You know it takes the fullback away, and then he pulls a you know a central defender away, and that also gives room for Greg Kilty uh, who to do his stuff. And I think yesterday, you know, we didn't. That didn't happen. So it meant we were really, really blunt in attack. But uh, the main thing for me was that it looked like Dundee wanted it more, which is a, a really, really worrying thing from a commandment perspective. We looked like a team who were just, you know, going through the motions. Whereas Dundee looked like a team who were like, yeah, we, you know, we really, really want to win this game. Commandment were like right from the, right from the off, and you know, I was. Listen to obviously the show back and uh, Gordon DL, and I've heard it on on other places as well. People saying things like, you know, we've got a really good midfield and power and Dicker, and you've got good defence at the back with experience with Kurt Broadfoot. But in all honesty, I don't think Gary Dicker or Kurt Broadfoot, you can count on one hand the amount of good games they've had in the last year. 
uh, possibly even two years. It's been you know mm. it's been going downhill very quickly for them, and uh, yeah, so it's it's really really worrying going into Sunday. Did that surprise you, Jim? Because we spoke about it in the build up last night and with Simon on, and we've been speaking about it for days. Where although Kelly are there because they deserve to be, it's not like they've been on a complete downward trajectory that you know in the last few weeks they've been losing every week. They still had a bit about them. They've still got Kelly Lafferty and Chris Burke, and they had won a few games. And it's always stacked in the Premiership team's favour. Did that surprise you that that they lost I last think, night? I think the same so as what Simon said. I think it was more the start, and I think that that's part of the reason when Simon's talking about the fullbacks and that because because Dundee came out the blocks and really got after um, Kilmarnock and scored really early as well. I think that you know was probably a shock to the system. They probably didn't realise, you know, Dundee actually a, a very good side, and they're playing they, again. They've timed their form really well, and uh, and I think that that might have just uh, just put them on the back foot. Also, it was a, the, the conditions. You know, the, 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 there was a couple of times when you seen it, and balls were just skipping up off the, the surface. It was you know pouring the rain, and they just didn't seem to be on their toes. Didn't seem to be alert. And I think Dundee got a sense of that and, t- and took advantage of it. That's the reason why I said at the start of the program. I actually think Tom Wright will be delighted because as poor as his team played, they're Still only one it, yeah. goal behind. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Dundee will be absolutely. Kicking themselves because they, they had opportunities, two or three. Paul McMillan went through with the goalkeeper to beat, and then there was another one later on with Colin Doyle um, saved. I think with Danny Mullen, there was a couple of other ones, but they, they definitely chances to, to to give themselves real breathing space. So uh, they, they need a, a, a marked improvement in the second leg. There's no doubt about it. But as I said, Simon, you know the, all the pressure is on Commander to a certain extent. They are the ones with all of that to lose. That was it. Twenty eight years, I think they've been in the Premier League. Uh, or the top division, sorry. So that that is a, a burden they have to be able to deal with and carry. But there will definitely have to be a major, major improvement in, in form and uh, in tempo because I just felt they were way off the pace in the game. And as I said, Dundee thoroughly deserve to win the match. There's no doubt about that. Tony, what did you make of it? Like you, you say, Jim, I, you'll know, but I think it's harder for the the team. In the relegation spot Going down Psychologically actually, though You mean yeah. yeah I think it's a tougher job And I thought Dundee Looked like a premiership team I thought Dundee had lots of Energy But probably a bit more quality And I, I just thought They deserved it And like you said It should have been 3-4-0 2-1 Tommy Wright will go away Buzzing with that As if he's won And I think if Dundee Play the same way on Monday They win the game It's simple as that I think they're they, they've showed they've got more than enough to be a Premiership team Simon you'll remember I remember working at it the last time you you were in the playoffs you had a disappointing first leg and then absolutely blew Falkirk away in the second leg at home you hope well, I know you'll be hoping for something similar is, is is that realistic that the home advantage and having had a wee fright last night perhaps can really cause a, a turnaround this weekend a one goal defeat in the, the first leg on a really rainy, wet night, um, and then going into the second leg against the team who finished second in the championship. So obviously, I'm scratching and <laughs> clutching at straws for, for anything we can find. But yeah, um, I said on the show uh, the last time I was on that I was confident as long as we, you know, kept Charlie Adam off the ball and didn't give him as much time. And the two goals both came from, or the first goal especially came from Charlie Adam, you know, being given time on the ball, and then the the chance to McMullen. Uh, through one on one was again I was leaving Charlie Adam time and space on the ball and you know he's a quality player he's a Premiership level player uh, he could probably walk into most teams in the Premiership uh, and we just allowed him to have you know time on the ball so it was a a really really uh, worrying situation and that's 
you know, concerning going into Sunday. Uh, he won't. He won't. Uh, Monday, sorry, I keep saying Sunday. Uh, it's weird for the game on a Monday. Really but he, he, he won't drop Dicker. I don't think he'll drop Dicker. Uh, Power played okay last night, uh, but I really feel we need some more legs in the middle. And uh, obviously, the stories about Yusuf Malumbu, his contract expired after the Hamilton game, and supposedly he rejected the option to have a, a, an extension for this game. Uh, so, you know, that's really worrying because that's a one body down. Uh, but yeah, I've got a wee question for Jim, if you don't mind. Go for it. Uh, congratulations on the, the result last night, Jim. Uh, I've I've got a wee soft spot for them, Barton, some family members for doing that way. So uh, I was just asking about Thomas Brindley, who's on loan from Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. uh, and what you think of him as a player and whether you think he's got a, a potential future at Kilmarnock. Yeah, I mean, uh, Thomas was going loan and uh, he did very well for us. He played uh, left back, um, centre mid, and, and, and also last night and in the first game against him, we played in the left, not as a winger, out and out winger, but a kind of narrow midfield. And he did very well And I think particularly tactically He done well for us Because Craig Thompson Is a really good player For Edinburgh City And he, he managed to get to him And stop him getting in behind us And, 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 and getting into dangerous areas So he had a bit of a job to do But yeah He's got a lovely left foot in him He's got good ability And and I think that uh, Listen if, if Commander get over this season I definitely think he's a player Who'll be pushing the, the first team players for a, for a place next season Thank you Simon Let's bring in Ben Who's a Hibs fan in Clyde Bank What are your thoughts Ahead of tomorrow's Big one Ben Well nerves To start with <laughs> But uh, I think Just wanted to do The panel's thoughts On whether or not You would drop Ryan Porteous And bring in Darren McGregor To, to play in the back uh, Just with, with Darren McGregor's Previous experience Of the, the 2016 final And whilst Porteous Is a good player I think sometimes He can be a little bit Too rash And maybe struggled Against uh, St Johnson And the semi-final of the, the League Cup particularly with the, the set pieces Tony how do they two compare to play against as a striker? I think Hanlon McGregor does, or Portis? No that's oh, I mean I think Hanlon does better with Portis's legs next to him I think Portis he likes to set a tempo he likes to set a tone he's physical okay he might be young but every young centre-back's got a, a mistake in them or whatever so I don't think you can drop him after the season he's had he's linked with Moves to the English Championship. I think if Chris Kane plays or Stevie May, I know the boy Milamid's different. They'll both get legs to go in behind. I think Porteous can match that more than McGregor. And I think, I don't know why that would even be in question because I think he's probably been one of the most consistent players and that says a lot for a young centre-back. To be fair, Ben makes his case. He's talking about, was it rash was the word Mm -hmm. I think maybe or something like that. Darren McGregor experience of... Been in the, the winning team the last time and so on. Does any of that? Yeah, I think resonate? Ben was mentioning maybe set plays because they've got the three big centre halves. So they've got Sean Rooney uh, as a right back because again he's got presence. Melamed if he plays, um, Davidson if he plays. You know they've got a lot of presence and they are dangerous set plays. But even Portis is no shrinking violet when it comes to attacking the ball <laughs> in the air. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, Dan McGregor's more of a you know if you want to call it a, a more straightforward centre back. But I, I can't see any way that um, Ryan Portis will not be playing. I, do, I think he's an integral part of Jack Ross's team in the way he wants to play. He does occasionally not so much rash in the tackling now. He does occasionally want to hit a few diagonal long diagonal. And, and takes the odd risk but yeah. provided he, he just keeps a focus on his defending then I think he's definitely one of the, 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 the better young defenders in the country Would you not put McGregor in a back three though because he's pace mm. would it not be him Portis and Hanlon anyway mm. maybe put McGinn full back and push Boyle up or I don't think yeah, Portis yeah. would come out at Jack Ross's mm. team I just don't no. see that at no. all 
Ben, it depends if he goes with a, with a three. Come to I mean, he does change it, but if he does go with a three, McGinn's normally the one that plays in the right, and yeah. sometimes Boyle plays as the wing back. He still so gets again, forward yeah, from there. If you were scared yeah. of the threat, mm-hmm. you would put a guy mm-hmm. like McGregor or even Gray. If you yeah. were pushing it Do you know what I mean that, But I don't think They would take Portis out no. For set pieces Because I think he's Really physical and really Ben everyone talks about Your firepower I mean Nisbet is going to the Euros Dodge Boyle the, Most teams in the Premiership Would would take your arm off For that type of firepower What is it about St Johnston though That have caused you A few difficulties recently I think just going back To that, that point Around the, the semi-final Is the, the set piece That they, they pose I think um was it two or two or three of the goals where uh, were caused were, played, were uh, scored from, from set pieces? So I think that's our, our biggest concern. And if we can score first, then I think we we probably uh, should do okay. Nice one. Well, enjoy your weekend anyway, Ben. That was Ben in Clyde Bank, and it takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun.co.uk/slash/football. Always like it when someone joins us for the first time. And it means that they potentially could have to play Beat the Pundit Like Tony Watt Charlie McGrew on Wednesday night Big, calm, cool, relaxed character Bottle went completely when we introduced <laughs> But he told me during the break his palms were sweating He was asking Gary Caldwell for tips I mean, There's not really much you can say But Gary told him just pass quickly if you don't know the answer To which Charlie then got his bit of paper out and wrote pass on it just, right, to right, him, right. just to remind him how to <laughs> go about it, it. Uh, So it might be Tony Watt, it might be Jim Duffy and it could be you 01419511025 Call us before 7 o'clock For your chance to beat the pundit Which is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Tony Watt and Jim Duffy are here They're both waiting in your calls though 01419511025 If you're just joining us Nice build up to the Scottish Cup final We've heard from some Hibs and St Johnson fans Looking ahead to that There was a big game in the playoffs last night There's a big game in the playoffs tonight, yeah. tonight Morton, as well Morton, Morton and Airdrie uh, Against Airdrie Morton scoring late on in the first leg So back at Capelo this evening Still loads more to come I know it was a couple of days ago now But everyone still seems to be uh, debating that Scotland squad Maybe you've got thoughts on transfer rumours Or whatever it may be at this time of the year Whatever it is Pick up the phone and let us know We will do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time Regular listeners to the show and Jim Duffy Regular pundits will know You'll be familiar with the name Black Arthur He is the guy who took it upon himself To set up a mystery Twitter account And he collects all the stats for Beat the Pundit He knows how many games people have played How many they've won How many answers they've got right And all the rest of it And he's drawn up a nice wee league table Well, congratulations are in order to Black Arthur He's just tweeted me right about half an hour ago And saying, no stats tonight The wife's just gone into labour Oh. So there's a a couple of things here First of all, congratulations Hopefully it all works out well And safe and it'll be the best moment of your life And so on Secondly why did you take the time to tweet me first? I've just got this visions of, of Mrs. Arthur re- ready to She's drop. Only four centimetres there. And he's going, hold on two seconds. I just need to tweet the lads at Super Scoreboard. Just, just let them know. Yeah. Just let them know that there'll be no stats tonight. You're off for. We'll give you, we'll give you the night off, but we expect <laughs> you to be back very soon. Well done to the Mister and Mrs. Arthur. Uh, right, let's bring in tonight's contestant, who is Craig. How's it going, Craig? All right, gents. Not too bad. Thanks yourself. Yeah, not bad at all. Would you be hoping to? Potentially take advantage of 
Tony Watt and his beginner routine and we don't know how the bottle will hold up is that something you'd like to try and explore? Well hopefully I've played once in the past and I bet his former colleague uh, Celtic's Mark Wilson It's um, oh, not saying much to be fair Craig No but uh, <laughs> I'm hoping Tony might be as useless no, no offence <laughs> Well to be fair though a solid victory a solid victory for Mark Wilson on the lockdown quiz last night again mm. DL put in his place Time after time we'll, we'll get him a win One of these days Right heads It will be Jim Duffy Tails it will be Tony Watt For the first time A debut I think I was there At your Celtic debut So it's only fitting Because mm-hmm. it was at Fir Park Wasn't it mm-hmm. You scored twice uh, yeah. Just about. I'm just about mm-hmm. over it um, So let's see If it's a beat the pundit debut If it's Tails And you're off the hook It's heads It's mm-hmm. Jim Duffy <sighs> Hate when that happens. You right. should have fixed that and given it to him. I wouldn't. I'm a man of integrity. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly do it. Um, right. So Jim, we'll give you some Clyde two to listen to, just so that you can't steal the you can't steal Craig's answers. Craig, thirty seconds on the clock. You're head to head with Jim, and you can pass. That's all you need to know. You ready? All right. Right. Top man. Thirty seconds, and it starts now. Name any goal scorer in the playoff between Dundee and Kelly last night. Uh, Houndstop Which English top flight team Are known as The Eagles Crystal Palace Name the only Norwich player Called up to the Scotland Euros squad Grant Hanley Which SPFL team Play their home games At Glebe Park Ah bros Name a current Hibs player Who was also in the squad When they won the 2016 Scottish Cup Um, David Gray Who captained Celtic In the 2003 UEFA Cup final uh, Paul Lambert Okay let's bring back Jim Duffy Jim can you hear us I was just listening to my favourite Stevie Wonder there too Your favourite is it oh, yeah. be I don't Wonder. mean to put extra pressure But I think they're Tony would you agree Doable tonight I've got about Four of them Nah right it's now? easy for you to say that With no ah, pressure right, on I'm right. not accepting that easy They are doable though Jim. Are you ready <laughs> okay, yeah. 30 seconds your time starts Now Name any goal scorer From the playoff Between Dundee and Kelly Last Charlie night Charlie Adam which English top flight team are known as the Eagles? Crystal Palace. Name the only Norwich player called up to the Scotland Euros squad. Grant Hanley. Which SPFL team played their home games at Glebe Park? Brecon City. Name a current Hibs player who was also in the squad when they won the 2016 Scottish Cup. Dan McGregor. Who captained Celtic in the UEFA Cup final in 2003? Uh, Paul Lambert. And who is Scotland's men's team's most recent goal scorer? John McGinn. Craig, how do you think that went? I, I, I think he's done me. I think he's done me. I stumbled with a head question. I thought you were really good as well, Craig. And But I think they were doable and it was always going to be about speed. Let's find out because I think you knew your stuff as well. Name any goal scorer in the playoff last night. You had the choice of Jordan McGee, Charlie Adam or Brandon Hornstrup. You both got it. One all. The top flight team in England known as the Eagles is Crystal Palace. Two all. Grant Hanley is the only Norwich player. Three all. This is where he pulls ahead Brecon City do play at Glebe Park So Jim's got a one goal advantage at the moment uh, You had the choice of David Gray Darren McGregor Lewis Stevenson Paul Hanlon For the Hibs question You both got it You both knew that Paul Lambert Captain Celtic Craig it was almost flawless He's just pipped you On the Brecon question And for the record I probably would have guessed That John McGinn But it was Ryan Fraser He got the fourth Against right. the Faroe Islands So there we go Craig that was not too bad at all One, two, three, four A five for you But a six for Jim Duffy Unlucky uh, Do you know Annoyingly I did actually know Ryan Fraser So it'd be oh, a five That's that. it If he'd got well, a bit Craig, quicker I, I didn't So unlucky <laughs> Unlucky Craig <laughs> 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 I just know John McGinn Scored a few goals So we'll take Good a man. punt to him Thank you to Craig 
uh, yeah, on one of the quiz rounds last night, we had it was like quotes from the season, right. um, and but we had altered their voice so that you couldn't t- right. tell who it was. And one was a John McGinn reacting to the overhead kick that he scored, right. and they were stumped. The two of them, they couldn't get it. I thought it was quite easy, but but there we go. It was Ryan Fraser who got the fourth one. Um, PR has got a very good point on Twitter. He says Black Arthur's away on paternity leave. Gordon Duncan's away for a couple of weeks. Where is the commitment? It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> Black Arthur. We're only giving him one night off Don't worry He will be You never know It might take a wee bit longer These things yeah, don't, don't, don't always work yeah. out clockwork You know Gordon Been there, been there <laughs> Right 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Let me just check in Make sure we're not uh, Missing anything in particular At the moment Let's bring in Paul Who's in the south side What's your point tonight Paul? Hi guys How you doing? Uh, I'd just like to uh, Back up the guy That said earlier on Thanks for the phone And it's been it's it's been a good uh, good 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 break for me after work, and I can't go Paul, to the public. You know? I've, I've only got one fiver on me, so I, I can't <laughs> send you one. Um, and I'm I'm glad we're keeping you out of the pub. You'd probably go to the pub if you could, but we're glad to be of service. Aye, great great stuff. And Tony, I'll never forget that goal. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I, the one against Glen Torren for for part last season? <laughs> I thought that's when his European career peaked I hadn't heard of any of the others Anyway, sorry I, I don't mean to distract you Paul What was your point? I, just a couple of things that the Euros are uh, Very positive actually About Scotland um, Steve Clark has set Scotland up To be very, very hard to beat I think um, And I, I just I just think going into the tournament uh, Teams will be kind of fearing them um, Well not fearing But you know It'll, it'll be tough to beat And I, I just think I just think we can get through the group Especially with, with, with the kind of extra places available. Did, know, did the squads announcement, Paul? Did that you know give you a renewed sense of optimism? Did that boost your optimism when you saw the group that we had picked? Well, the, 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 no, no real surprises there. I think I, I'm, I'm thinking like the, the midfield guys who were obviously strong. I, I, I just think we're very hard to break down and also not bad in the counter. You know, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, Listen, the, the games are going to be difficult. Scotland can't, um, you know, be overconfident playing anyone. But I think uh, Paul's, you know, absolutely 100% right. And in terms of what um, Stevie's done, is, is he's got his back being a very difficult side to play against, very organised, very disciplined. Everyone knows their jobs. And they're, and they're comfortable with their jobs and they enjoy playing those those roles. Um, so I think that, uh, and we do have a little bit more... Um, you know, threat going forward now, whether it's in the counter attack or whether it's in, in in just in general play. So yeah, I mean, I think that we we can be, you know, reasonably confident. But I also think that you know we've got to understand that the the games we, the teams we play again will be feeling that every bit as confident playing us because we're not, you know, one one of the big guns. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe being underdogs uh, will suit us as as we tend to do a bit better in these situations. Um, obviously, England game will take care of itself. Um, they'll, they'll be massive favourites, but the pressure is invariably, um, you know, something that they've they've struggled to, to live up to over, over, over the recent. I mean, every every seven or eight years, there seems to be, um, you know, a, a new group of players that they, they say this is the golden age, but they've never actually managed to mm. maybe um, get to that winning. Hopefully, line. it's not this time. Yeah. We, could, we could be doing without that. Yeah, but they, again, if you look at all the talented players, I've got the top end of the pitch: Mount, Grealish, Foden, etc. Um, you know, um, Sancho. There's just so many of them. Um, but from Scotland's point of view, the one thing we've got is we've got a real togetherness, a real team unit now, and a real understanding of how to play. And I think that will give us a platform. To hopefully nick a couple of results I mean Paul The Czech Republic We played Czech Republic recently 
And it was an interesting night Because we beat them Which should give us confidence But we also saw how good they can be They had so many chances And maybe we were a touch fortunate To win the game As you say The format Quite a few of the best Third place teams go through So Is that that, that's got to be at least a name, hasn't it? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure Stevie Clark won't want to go and just make up the numbers. I I, I think that's a route through, to be honest. Um, and I, I think we could perform pretty well in the group stage. But the, the downside is I, I'm, I'm also kind of tipping England to win the thing. You know what I mean? Oh, you were doing so well, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting on just I, I, fine. I think they're that good. I think they can be that good with the team they've got. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, on paper, he's obviously got. A, there's obviously a point there with some of the youngsters coming through. Tony, what did you make of the. The Scotland squad that was announced Wednesday. I think, I think it's the stronger squads we've seen in years. I think they've got a good blend everywhere. I, I think, like Jim said, Scotland are better being the underdogs. Mm-hmm. Steve Clark's better being an underdog. What he done at Kelly. Mm-hmm. If he was at a team that was meant to batter everybody every week, I don't think he would have done as well as what he done at Kelly. And it suits him in the Scotland job. And I think I'd give us a fighting chance to go go through, especially with that best third place being up for grabs and. Croatia Is it Croatia and Czech Republic yep. Both of them I think they're both Games where we could See ourselves similar If not just a Little bit below them And that's better than Going and playing a Team that's mm-hmm. get Maybe expected to go And bat Expected to go and Walk all over You've got good insight Into quite a few guys In that squad The, the three headlines Were obviously The uncapped players Patterson, Turnbull And Gilmore um, Having Worked with David Turnbull What how much does he deserve to be in it in your mind? What what does he bring? What what have, give it like I say? Just give us the insight because we can all look on from the outside. But what what what's given him the the call up essentially? I think straight away his numbers are good, goals and assists. He was out remember for a year. Came into a Celtic team after very little game time and done exactly what he'd done the year before he got injured. And I think that was his first season before he got injured. So he's a guy that isn't faced, doesn't doesn't get scared when a challenge comes up and he's comfortable to get on the ball and in these international games you need to be confident to get on the ball and if you don't you'll, you'll be in a, a dark, dark place So I was trying to think the time frame so correct, correct me if I'm wrong so you would have joined Motherwell when he was out injured? Last January, yeah, yes But you would have heard you'd have heard, you know, before and he, I he, seen he, him, he I played against once. him played against him the, the year he was doing well I was at St Johnson <laughs> I keep telling him I nutmegged him and I've no <laughs> proved it yet but I will <laughs> then when you eventually train with him, do you kind of see what all the the fuss had been about? Hi, he came. He was playing advanced midfield and he'd come deep, get the ball run by a couple, ping it out wide and get in the box and just he had everything. He had the legs, he had the ability, he had the composure, he had the passing, he had the shooting. Davies got everything and he's got an arrogance about him where he's not scared to go and get on the ball with two, three people around him like Gilmore. Gilmore's got the exact same. He'll take the ball anywhere and. That's why they're good to have in the squad Because in international football You need to be able to take the ball With two world class players running down at you And be able to retain it And, and work hard and, and get it again If you lose it you need to be able to get it back again And I think they're two very good inclusions Especially with injuries yeah, I, think, been... I think technically you have to be at, Euro, at the international level now Because if you're playing Croatia Check the public as Gordon says They're technically excellent England as we know in midfield in the top end are superb is one of their strongest area. Their weakness is probably defensively, and maybe yeah. about the goalkeeper. But but uh, if you know if you're t- if you're if you're if you're trying to be pernickety, but 
Uh, David Turnbull for me I like him because he, he looks forward he looks to be positive but he can also he can play as a natural midfielder and he can play as an advanced midfielder and if you're playing against maybe for talking sake England or any of these teams you might want an extra midfield player yeah. in, but he can also give you that threat but he can drop in Aye. and give you that security of the ball in the middle of it like, like Billy Gilmer if it's 60 minutes in and Sometimes Clark goes with a Christie or an Armstrong off mm-hmm. a striker. Mm-hmm. David could play that one as well, or he could play in a flat three, a mm-hmm. flat two. He can do most of the midfield roles, and I think he can get a goal. That's Aye. what these big games are usually settled by. Set players, he's yeah. superb. It's delivery as well. A set player, mm-hmm. a, a, a goal against a runner play, mm-hmm. and he's definitely got a strike that can pull it out of the bag. And like you said, with set plays. We've got people who can attack the ball, so why not have them there? Jim, I'm sure you'll always have a, a soft spot for Scotsman with a Chelsea connection, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. like Billy Gilmore yeah. has. What did you make of his inclusion and Nathan Patterson as well? Like I say, they're the, yeah. the three headlines, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I think you've got to be delighted that, that Billy Gilmore's in. I think that sometimes we look at, you know, stature and all these things. I'm talking about physical stature, and we, mm-hmm. and in Scotland, we tend to think, oh, he's not the biggest, or he doesn't tackle, he doesn't this. But what he does is he gets on the ball, he gives it to the same colour of shirt as he's wearing, and that is so important. Now we know he's playing with some unbelievable players at Chelsea, and they make angles and they, you know, everything set up to to to, to get on the ball. But he's playing in the Premiership. He's, I mean, he's a young man. Doesn't look phased by playing against anyone, plays in, you know against top teams, and looks every bit as good as all the other players in the Chelsea team. And I think that's been, a standard. You've been pretty consistent on the show all mm. season. Any time it's come up, you've mm. said no. For, you know, forget the fact that he's mm. not played many yeah. games. He needs he needs to be in the yeah. squad. Because you, you've got to look at the, the the club he's with, the size of the club, and uh, the players he's competing with. It's not just about how many games he played. He's an absolute. Sensational talent And to me We cannot deny An early heavy squad Players of that talent I think they've got to be in the squad And Nathan Parson All credit to him He's come in mm-hmm. And done a sensational job At Rangers In an area where we do not have And he's, he's, he's went past uh, Palmer Which which I think is you, Shows you his progress In a short period of time Do you think that's why Steve Clark puts him in the squad Because he knows mm-hmm. that They'll bide their time if they're needed, they'll come on. Gilmore looks like a 35 year old when he plays with him in terms of the way he sees the game, the way he plays. Yeah. It's as if he's been about for 15 years going alongside Jorginho Kovacic yeah. and getting the ball, like you said, passing it to somebody with the same yeah. shot yeah. all the time. Yeah. And they, they sit on the bench. Takes for it happy. everywhere. Takes it at the end of his own box. He's takes not, it in the middle of the I mean, he's the, the, he looks like a seasoned yeah. pro, doesn't he? No, he looks not like phase at all, Tony. You're right, 100%. He's, he's, he needs to be in it for me in terms yeah. of if you need to go and settle a game down. He comes on for Chelsea You can come on for Scotland I'm mm-hmm. sorry if you come on for Chelsea You can come on for Scotland for me Paul if England win the Euros I will hold you personally <laughs> responsible Okay I do apologise That's <laughs> fine Apology accepted Paul on the south side Thank you That was a pleasure Let's Apart from that But uh, let's speak to Scott in Pollock Hi Scott Hi how you doing uh, It's just to see I was just listening to you last call uh, I don't think Scotland should be aiming Just to get signed or third Placeness. I think we should aim for first. Yes, why not? I love the positivity. I was, I was one of the ones that was on. Uh, if you remember right, when the COVID-19 was carrying on and Parson was one of the players, that he should never play for Rangers again. Do you take that back or are you sticking by it? No, I'm, I'm taking it back. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, he's uh, in the Scotland squad. I mean, I, I don't mind. There's always room for a bit of positivity. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if... Stevie Clark had the, up in the board that first is the aim in the group, or is it? I don't know. Can we can we afford to be that 
that ambitious? I, I, I think, listen, the manager will be as cliched as he possibly can. Take One game at a time. Comes, of course okay. he will be. But, <laughs> no, but I think I think Scott's right. I think if you start <laughs> the ambition of finishing third, you've only got one place to lose and you're out. So I think you, you, the ambition is to try and be top. And then if you finish anywhere in between, great. But, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, listen, the pressure's all in England. And, you know, a lot of the games that obviously played at Wembley, um, you know, there's they've got superstar players. The expectation is that this is their year. Um, so you know, can they handle that pressure? And it's not always the the, the case. So yeah, listen, if we can just, as, as Tony said, just keep under the radar, nick a couple of results. Listen, you never know. Why why not be ambitious? Thank you very much, Scott and Pollock. We've got a full time teaser for the guys next, and loads of time left to get your calls in. Let's hear it. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's time for Tony Watt and Jim Duffy to team up And come up with the answers to this full time teaser I think Will this be the last full time teaser of the season? I guess it will be The show's not going anywhere We're still back in our one hour format from next week And then we'll kick back into the two hour format uh, just prior to the Euros um, But keep your full time teasers coming in We'll use them in the future Full time at Clyde1.com I'm sorry in advance right <laughs> It's the last night And the qu- it's, it's a, 25 answers It's a very <laughs> difficult question I'm really sorry mm. However Thank you to the Crazy Pony for sending it in He wants you to name The 11 mm. surnames Shared by Scottish Premiership and English Premier League goal scorers this season. Now, Tony's looking at me as if, what did you just right. say? Right. For example, is. right, if there was a player in the English Premier League called Watt who had scored, that get, that, that would be the answer. Yeah. You know, exactly. No, I'm looking at you because that's such Kane. a tough question. Harry Kane and Chris Kane. There we go. We're up and running. I like it. Kane, hmm. Harry, and Chris. Right. So, that's the easiest one, and the rest are all right. really tough. <laughs> So, so English Premiership and Scottish Premiership Yeah English Premier League Scottish Premiership right. The 11 surnames Prem. That are shared by goal scorers In both this season Right okay Now we're thinking about goal scorers Maguire? No There is, there is, mm. there is an easier one Is Harry Maguire not scored? Are you thinking Barry, Barry, and, Barry and Harry? Aye no, he's, not, he's not on the list no, I think, totally I think Harry Maguire right. scored Aye. this Aye. season I definitely scored Was there a stewards inquiry? Mm-hmm. Has Barry Maguire scored in the league? Yes, at yeah. Kelly. There we go. That, but listen, the last thing you need is to make 12. this list bigger. <laughs> right away. Trust me, right? The last right, thing you okay. need. There's an uh, e- even easier one than Kane, because why might people share a surname? Family members, brothers. Right. So who's which? Which brothers play? Oh, Tavernier. No, no, he, no he's he's uh, not too bad. Even easier than that. Um, Seriously. Brothers, well, wait a minute. He's just he's got you need to hang no, 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 no. You, you will kick yourself and then you'll kick well, each well, other for this one. We'll get it, no, it just gives a wee bit of right. time. Scottish footballing brothers, from the McGinn's. There we go, Paul and John. Ah. There we go. See, he told right. you it was easy. Okay, oh my goodness, we think Maguire has won. The list is just good. <laughs> so much for you, oh, Tony. Tony looks so pretty. Tony, Tony, please, 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 sorry, Tony. Please gas at a peep, Tony. Oh, I don't know the no. question yet. I'm bringing all the answers, Jim. <laughs> you must just always have a blank look in your face, then. That must oh, be what it is. I thought you were concentrating that, I'm very yeah. highly. I'm used to Gordon DL stands where you stand, and usually I have to explain it to him like 10 times. So uh, forgive me. Is there a Barnes? We have a Barnes. No, Taylor. Tony might want to think about. 
one of his teammates. Uh, more than one of his teammates, actually. <laughs> Not Barry Maguire. Okay. Paul, Paul Gallagher. No, Paul Gallagher. What's the boy Gallagher that plays for um, Leeds or non Leeds? Um, right, I'll give you it because you don't actually need to name them. You just right, need the names Gallagher, Gallagher, Declan, yeah, and Connor. Connor, Gallagher, West Brom. Yeah. Oh, West Brom, that's what it is. Blonde All right, boy. four down, a, and we band. think what, eight to go because we added one on. Uh, okay, let's bring in two Jameses on the line. Who was through first? Let's go, James, in Glasgow. Hi, James. Yeah. What's your point tonight? Hey, I've got two questions. Well, one's a major question, one's just for Tony. Okay. Uh, hi, Tony. Uh, quick one. As a striker, I was just thinking you're talking about Edward and Dumbelli. If you were a manager or if you played alongside one, who would you pick out of them? Oh, <laughs> why are you doing that to me? <laughs> Just because I've had this question a lot of times I love Edward I think he's a top, top player But for me Dembele is the perfect striker Just his physicality, his finishing, his touch Everything I think he's just If you want to be a striker I think he's got a bit of absolutely everything So what, he's more he's more physical than Edward, is that? Yeah, he's probably better in the air He's finishing yeah, back on that. What he's do you good. think James? Do you disagree? Uh, I just, well, what he said about his touch, I thought Dembele's second touch was better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying yeah. he's got a better touch than Edward. Edward's got a better touch than Dembele. I'm just saying all the positives Dembele has, and I think he's got he's got a bit of everything you would look for in a striker. I think you'd know, Jim. He's I think, aggressive as well when he's a wee bit oh, more physical. He's, I, I'd take him into the trenches with me. Mm-hmm. I think he's... Both are probably in the top 10 players that have been in this country in the last 20 years, but... For me, Dembele's just a... If I wanted to mould a perfect striker, I think Dembele would have a lot of the Could you separate them, James? Um, in a way, yes. But I understand where Tony's coming from. I was just trying to pick his brain. Turn oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they're here for. What was your other point? <laughs> the other point was, it's it's a predicament, I would say. It's just, regarding the 50% selling clause mm-hmm. on Edward, I know it's, this can go either way. Uh, I was thinking they still get something for less money, but then put a higher clause on the next team. Would that not work out better if they went to Leicester, mm-hmm. rather than Arsenal, and done well, and then they sold them for mega money? I think it'd work better for Celtic than PSG, who are richer, then get done a couple of million. Right, I, I, that took me a while, but I think I yeah. see that would, would that work, Jim Duffy. Oh, listen, you can, as I said earlier on, you know there, there are ways around. Clauses that um, clubs, of course, mm-hmm. legally can 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 be clever with. Um, so you know, let let's say you, you it's, listen. This is fifty percent over the nine million. Remember, so yeah. if it was say let's call it twenty million, then Celtic will get the nine, then it's half of the eleven, right? So it's five and a half. So Celtic would obviously get you know fourteen and a half, uh, and but they could they could then obviously the add-ons because once that deal was done. Um, then, then that's it. So they, they could they could do something further down the line, as you say. Yeah. They could take less and add stuff on, but it depends on what's in the contract. I mean, if it, if if the contract simply says that they get fifty percent of any anything over, then that might include further further add-ons as well. So, listen, that's the reason why the top clubs have got top lawyers because yeah, any legal agreement, I'm sure. Um, you know, we'll make sure that uh, the club's looked after. But yeah, further down the line, Celtic may well make more money if he does go to a club like that and is successful and, and perhaps moves on again. And James, a good thing if Celtic don't have a lawyer on the case, they can just give you a call. Oh, here's hoping. Well, as long as I can as well. 
I've kidding No but that's brilliant guys Thanks does a lot that, Does that mean Does that remain the Is that going to be like the first I, I, I feel it's so difficult To frame the questions Because we don't know What's happening with the With the manager But is, is that is that the, the main thing that's grabbing your attention at the moment, James, in terms of personnel? Because you, you think you've kind of known all season that Edward's got going. You also know that he's the best, if not one of the best players in the team. Is that is that the one that you're, you're most interested in currently? Well, it's, it's as I said, it's one of the ones he didn't look at that good compared to last season, but still the top goal scorer for Celtic this season. And you know he's caught it, what he does for France under 21s. He's scoring for fun He's broke the records And you know he's got it in the bag yeah. And I think Wherever he goes He's going to make it And I just hope I hope he sees sense from, For a Celtic fan um, He stays for a bit longer But It's just why they wins It's what happens behind closed doors You'll never know Thank you very much That was James in Glasgow 0141951 Any more on that teaser? Anymore, Tony. You've got one wrote down, I've got wrote down. Oh, well, where you go for it? Conley, if you done the We boy for Brighton. Brighton, Aidan Conley, no, Aidan Conley, what's the other boy? Uh, Do you know that way uh, that you, you've you got the right answer, but your working is wrong? I don't mind that. It's mm. Dylan Conley Dylan. at St Mirren and Aaron at Brighton. Aaron. Uh, Aye, so there we go. Listen, they'll count. They'll count. That's absolutely fine. Okay, we'll leave it there. I'll give you some uh, more thinking time. Let's bring in James, another James. This one's in. Shots. What's your point tonight, James? Hiya, Gordon. Thanks for having us on. It's just a hello to Jim and Tony as well. It's just a question for Tony with regards to uh, how this season has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, with regards to working under obviously two different managers under Stephen Robertson, where maybe the the first half of the season compared to how we finished last season wasn't. I think a lot of fans were expecting us to to be finishing third, fourth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we were obviously down in the sort of relegation positions, uh, but then obviously Graham Alexander coming in, and I think I heard a stat maybe a few games ago where we were like one of the form teams. I just wondered what the sort of differences between what you found the differences between the two managers, and maybe why the, the sort of uplift in position later on mm-hmm. the season could have been down to if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think first half of the season we were playing some nice football, and we were just maybe not seeing out the game or getting done on the counter and since the new managers came in we've probably went more back to basics and he's he's brought a couple of players in and we've probably went a bit more direct and not saying one's right or wrong but it's been getting his points and and the managers obviously came in to keep us up and and we've done that I think we finished eighth uh, so I don't think it's a it's a <laughs> They, they both get different styles But I don't think Either were doing anything wrong I think the first half of the season We were just Anything that happened It was just Going against us Or wee bits of luck Or I can remember Going to Dundee United At Boxing Day And battering them And conceding last minute And it's probably the best We've played all season But we were just in one of the And you'll know Jim One of the Kind of ruts And we, we couldn't Seal the deal And we couldn't Get the points At that point then And we always hear about this From the outside is it sometimes that that is actually all you need is a change? You know, I'm not saying you change for change's sake, but eventually, you know, sometimes you, you do you mix something up. And as as James says, the I think you write that stat for a long time towards the end of the season. Motherwell were were the third form team since yeah. Graham Alexander had come in. No, I think the old manager. He just probably needs a change himself. He's a very very good manager. He's one of the ones I've worked under. He's probably. 
pushed me in a place where I probably didn't know I could go. He done a lot for me and I'm very thankful for him. And No, I, I think the new managers come in and got results instantly and, and he'll go in the summer and he'll change his... He's, ch- he's got to change personnel and he'll bring new people in. He's done well so far and hopefully we can continue and do well again and it'll hopefully be an exciting season next year. And Obviously the pressures are coming third, going into Europe, playing games away, coming back, playing teams, getting games called off with COVID when we're in a decent run. I think we won, run, we won two in a row and then had two games in a row called off. I think we missed like three or four weeks and that's it's like a mini pre-season you're missing and I think we went on a bad run after that and I'm not making excuses but there's a lot of things that happen during the season but no, hopefully next year we can add that bit of consistency and then finish in the top half. What do you think, James? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think one thing I'm looking forward to in this close season is just the, I think Graham Alexander literally came in had maybe a few days to assess what was there um, and made, uh, I think it was only two, maybe three signings. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing now he's had a good five months to see where maybe players that maybe need to move on and players that can come in to see, hopefully improve the position next season. Obviously, hopefully fans back in as soon as possible uh, to obviously cheer the lads on. Um, and just, yeah, just looking forward to basically see what happens in the next sort of couple of months really yeah I think we speak on behalf of us all when you mention <laughs> fans back in every player that we've had in Tony we, we always ask them because it's easy for us to just say oh it's rubbish without fans and you can uh, that sweeping generalisation just how how bad has it been how different has it been how much do you want it to change in the near future no I, I've got my own techniques during the game to try and motivate myself when it feels like a training game when it feels like a a practice match and it does sometimes it there's does lulls in games isn't there? there's real lulls now, yeah think. and it, there's times where you're you're looking around and it's, it's almost as if you're you're a showpiece when the fans are there and it's as if it's like something different whereas when it's a training game you look around it just feels normal it feels as if your whistle could go and you could go off and you could go straight in for a shower and it's just normal it's like training every day and it's hard to put into words the difference, but so that that urgency then at points in the game, like maybe you're, I don't know if you're one down or if you're if you're protecting a lead, that that urgency that that's yeah, like as if you're that doesn't exist. As if there's a there's a level of expectancy on you when fans are there because you need to do it for them, you need to put on a show for them. Whereas you, you've got eyes on you. That, I, that's the bottom line. You've got all of those people with people energy. on you, and you get that adrenaline yeah. and that intensity. I mean, we had fans last night for the first time. At, obviously, yeah, yeah, at the Martin, which was absolutely brilliant. And the thing is, the first part, like the warm up, because they had to be in early because of all the you know the, the you know the, the the protocols, they were in before the warm up. So I, you know, you technically forget because normally you get the warm up, there's no one there. So mm. you know, as the players are at the warm up, you walk out, and the, the players they're getting cheered onto the pitch, and you're thinking. This is great. Now there was only a few hundred, I think, about three hundred or something. But it was absolutely brilliant. It was quite surreal and quite, quite strange because it's been so long without fans uh, being at the game. And then, obviously, from our point of view, when um, when uh, Edinburgh City scored, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, grumble. Uh, well, no, uh, yeah. To be fair, I actually know, and I actually think it helped the players because the fans actually were really encouraging for the players. And I think if they weren't there, they might have been more nervous. Do you think that encouragement, though, comes yeah. from because they've been missing it all season, so they were yeah. just in a good mood? Yes, because <laughs> I think if it had been normal circumstances and you've been through the whole season struggling, which we have done at times, 
then there would have been, of course, there would have been a bit of, you know, um, you know, anxiety and a bit of tension in the stands. But because they hadn't been there for such a long time, I think they came along to to encourage the team to to get behind the players, and they did that. And I helped the players relax, no doubt, it helped the players relax. And I think we managed to see it the game partly because the atmosphere yeah. was good. Mm. It was a really positive atmosphere. Yeah, like I kind of. You're still winning so Yeah, yeah exactly Supporting the players And saying yeah come on yeah. And real, real encouragement If you were only one goal in it yeah. Like last night You mm. could have thought Oh mm. I'll need to sit back yeah. And protect the lead And that's when teams come yeah. Like you say The fans can be oh, Brilliant Yeah they can be a Right driving force behind mm. you And even like Back and forth And jives for other fans And just Just getting the feeling Of a match day But this season Sometimes it's probably Not felt like a match day And that's That's weird to say Because your preparation for a Saturday everything can go perfect and then you step out in the pitch and it's like nobody's in the stands there's nothing mm. it's as if you're in an empty stadium and you know what it looks like stadium's empty I'm compared to full look like two do- total different places and it's I'm interested in the way you described it earlier and I'm I'm not sure I've got an area of expertise but if I do I'm definitely straying away f- from it here I remember listening to something with a, a sort of leading sports psychologist a, a few weeks ago and Again, I'm going to make a mess of this mm-hmm. trying to remember mm-hmm. it exactly. But he he was talking about how players will fall into two, I think, kind of main ca- uh, categories. And essentially, there is that sort of showman entertainment mm-hmm. side to it, w- where some of them genuinely can cannot properly function w- without fans. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, he went as far as almost to to say that because that's what their career has been built about mm-hmm. about. Being there to show people what I can do, mm-hmm. and uh, and Tony's obviously one of them. Yeah. Which I think yeah. loads of no, but I think loads of people, uh, you know. But I think will, Maverick will players in particular, like Tony, who are talented, who have got ability, who love to get the ball and love to entertain. They, they need an audience. Yeah. I mean, you can he can do some fantastic skill in a game, and if there's no one there to see it, it's almost wasted. It feels flat. Yeah, I know you're right. There's nothing I mean, better. I've never seen it. So you can tell something about it. So but if it's like, there are but, any sports psychologists mm. listening. Piece together the mess of that That mm. I just tried to describe <laughs> Analyse Tony Watt And send it in to us Thank you James And Shots 01419511025 How's your skill On this full time teaser We are looking for 11 Kind of became 12 Surnames Shared by Scottish Premiership And English Premier League Goal scorers this season So like Kane Chris Kane and Harry McGinn Paul and John We added Maguire We've got Gallagher Declan And Connor we got Connolly, Aaron of St Mirren, Ar- uh, Dylan of St Mirren, Aaron of Brighton. I don't. I, I, I'm guessing they're the same name again. But Marcus and Ryan Fraser. No. He probably hasn't scored in the Premier League. Ryan, Ryan Fraser, Fraser has he? Um, I think I, I remember a no. cup goal. I think I scored two in the cup. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe yeah, I, I remember him coming on yeah, one time. Scored. Well, you've scored. I know he didn't play that many. There's games. another one that's your teammate. Uh-huh. That's just under pressure, isn't it? <laughs> Cole, who have you got? Cole, who's the other one up front? Uh, Lang, Long, no. Lang, Long. Crawford, um, Carroll, Roberts. Yes, Jordan Roberts and Jordan Roberts. Tyler Roberts. Ah, the leads. There we go. Okay. okay, we're getting there. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Any more for any more? There are a couple with. So my cat is it McCarthy? He's been there scored. There are a couple with Rangers links. Quite a. An obvious Rangers Well sort of obvious Rangers one Davis Yes Stephen Steve Davis, Davis And Aston Villa's Keenan, Curtis, oh, Keenan, Keenan, Keenan Davis. Davis There we go I'll give you some more thinking time And we'll get the answers And more calls next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 
0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Tony Watt are here. And they're actually doing not too badly I didn't give them anywhere near enough credit at the start Because <laughs> the Crazy Pony has asked them If they can name the 11 surnames Shared by SPL Well, Scottish Premiership And English Premier League Goal scorers this season So, for instance Kane McGinn Maguire Gallagher Connolly Roberts Davis These are all shared names Across the two divisions I think we upped it to 12 Didn't we Because we mm-hmm. We found Tony, Harry Maguire Tony, Tony found Harry Maguire Have got any more During the break yeah, Curtis Jones And Jordan Jones Well done Rangers And Liverpool That's me I think At this moment in time Okay uh, I'm going one more Obvious one And the others are Pretty tough So So many have we got Eight so four to go oh, well three three to go or four to go uh, four four to go right so there's, there's twelve in mm. think and you're waving you're waving at me what's uh, just happened a great goal for Morton I think it's Robbie Muirhead again I think uh, he, sco- he scored the goal in he the did. 92nd minute or 93rd minute but he's absolutely hit one for 25 yards and he's favoured left foot right in the top corner you've seen that when it left his foot was going in oh, oh great what, what do, you know what? do you know what just brill- brilliant to see fans back yeah. celebrating I think it's five or 600 at Capolo yeah. celebrating and we <laughs> even saw you know that universal gesture when you do something and you want to remind your opposition that, that you've just done it and so you, <laughs> You, you, you get your two arms involved Kind of clench fist you know, the, you know the one I mean Mark, Will, Mark Wilson that? did it to Gordon DL On the mm-hmm. quiz last night I saw a few of them In the the in the, the stands But Did you hear them last night All the home fans allowed in They were saying We can't can can you hear, hear the Kelly, Kelly sing or something I'll, I'll tell you what If that's the goal, goal That's going to keep you In the championship mm-hmm. Fair enough Great head. touch Great hit Sets it up for himself and I don't, volleys I don't it know what the The, the, the players They're playing it across there But, but the finish is, He's flicked it up on and he's volleyed it from 25 yards right in the top corner it's an outstanding goal and that obviously gives Morton a huge amount of breathing space now with a two goal cushion yeah 2-0 up long way back well 2-0 in aggregate I should say so 1-0 from the first leg to Morton and now 1-0 up in this one let's bring in Colin who's calling from Perth not that one the Australian version uh, Colin thank you so much for taking the time to join us what's your point tonight? Good day, guys. How are you? Well, I say good morning. Yeah. All good. Hi, what, hi. Yeah, what time are we talking over there? Eight o'clock in the morning. Oh. What are you doing up? I'm working. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and the good thing is, there's no way your boss is going to be listening to us, so you'll be fine. You'll never get caught. <laughs> Take it away. What's your point? I'm the boss. Uh, good. I was uh, there. I played a length of young Barton and Barbara. Uh, Would they be able to play together or? What would you do with that? That boy Parsons going to be a good one. Good question, Jim Duffy. I mean, yeah. that's a good question, and it's going to be relevant next season. How mm-hmm. how will it work? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they could play together. I mean, good players can always play together. I mean, uh, but you know. I had a similar situation when the Frimpong was at Celtic and, and a lot of Celtic fans thought he'd be better ahead of, um, you know, full-backs and, uh, you know, it didn't always work because sometimes they're better having the space in front of them. But Rangers also don't really play that way, do they? Whoever's mm-hmm. wide of their yeah, yeah, comes in. Know. Yeah, he doesn't play that way. But, but there could be games. There could be games, particularly in Europe, where he maybe wants that... 
uh, side, you know, uh, you know, a double up. I, I don't think it would happen very often because Tavernier, you know, and, and Patterson both love to to gallop forward. They play, love that space in front of them. Patterson but it's possible for the forward. Yeah, if if I think I'd put him yeah. on the wing ahead of Tavernier for some reason. Right. I don't know why mm. it just comes. comes mm. I think Tavernier's better back to forward. Mm-hmm. I think he's better coming on to play. Yeah, I don't think deeper. he'd be good when he's back to play. Mm-hmm. And it, it just isn't what Rangers do, yeah. though, is it? They don't have and, a white. No, two different players, but look at what Man City have done with Foden. Can can Gerard do the same with Patterson? Tell him that he'll maybe get what fifteen starts a season. Rest Tavernier. He's a captain. I think Tavernier plays over anybody and, mm-hmm. and still develop him into a top. I've only top heard player. a couple of suggestions. The obvious ones are that you just just going to juggle mm-hmm. them. You're not changing anything. The other one is obviously Can you play them bo- both As in one ahead of the other yeah. And I'm sure someone phoned in with a Can we turn Tavernier into a Kyle Walker style Right sided <laughs> centre back in a back three But again yeah. that's not how no, Rangers play no. either But might it allow them to be Ste- more flexible Steven Gerrard I don't think will do that But I think listen It's because because when you've got good players Like Patterson You want to try and get them in the team So they may look at him as a midfielder A right midfield You know, you know so Inside because he's got ability, he's got pace, um, he's comfortable on the ball. So th- th- there's no reason why you know you can't try something like that. Rangers will dominate a lot of the games anyway, most of the games. So you could have a right midfield, uh, and then and then you've got Stephen Davis, then you've got say Joe Rebo or whoever else happens to be in there. So yeah, I, I think there's more Europe likely, I, yeah, hmm. more likely to be in that area, develop hmm. them, and then. On occasion, if Tavernier, you do want to rest him, or if you do want, if he's got injured, then mm. you just slot uh, Patterson back in. But uh, you know, as, as as Colin says, you want to try and get him as many games as possible. Um, if uh, Rangers don't want to loan him out, because I'm sure there'll be a host of clubs willing to take him, then mm. you've got to try and get him some game time somewhere. So it might be a case of uh, adapting uh, and 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 giving them that they'll, possibility. They'll probably have field. about fifty games next year as mm. well if they yeah. do. Yeah, what's your own preference, Colin? Uh, I think I think the boy Park seems going to be a better defender than the Savanier. I think mean, the Savanier's he's played really well in defence. Defence is really better this year. Uh, I think the boy Park is a more natural defender. The thing is, as well, we're now. We can't rule out the possibility that he does get game time at the Euros and does particularly well at the Euros, and that will just that will just shine a light yeah. on on it even more. Because I'm not saying it would overrule what Tony said. Mm. Tavernier's the captain, Player of the Year. That ain't going to change in a couple goals. of weeks. <laughs> but but, you, and but how many assists? assists as well? Yeah, but, taking away far too much. Of I'm, saying, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to change, mm. but in a couple of weeks, the conversation might be not about. A promising up and coming youngster It might be About a guy that's gone to the Euros mm-hmm. And actually played I, pretty well I, I don't know I still don't think Tavernier can be replaced No matter what Rangers do I think you keep him there And you do the Foden type Development I know mm-hmm. We're not talking about him In the same bracket Before it gets mixed up But You play you him the, 15 the, the number games, of games and yeah. You put him in the Betfred Cup You put him in these these cup competitions and maybe if you've won two or three in the league you throw him in the next one yeah, and after Europe on. and things like that because Rangers can use the squad and now he will get games I think they will do that more he'll, he'll definitely get game time but because uh, he has to, to to keep his development moving forward at the, at the pace it's done I mean he's went from absolutely nowhere to being in the Euro squad it's uh, phenomenal yeah. um, you know turnaround for a young player he'll be so, happy as well being yeah. in that Rangers squad now he's in the mm. Euro squad, playing, learning off Tavernier, learning off Steven Gerrard. He'll, 
But you get you get hungry to play, Tony. That's and you, true. And you, you know yourself. You were there yeah. as a young kid yourself. You 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 want to play, and you've had a taste for think it. The fact Nothing that it. it's different. See, when I'm younger, I've got players in front of me who I think I can go on for thirty minutes because I'm a striker. Mm. I can score and maybe mm. displace him. But do you think he thinks he could displace Tavernier, or do you think he'll? No, he should. <laughs> because you've got to believe that you're good enough, but as as tough and Tavani as a captain, so it's probably praying he gets a move. No, I think he'll be praying Tavani will get his ball. Um, <laughs> Colin, what's it been like to watch this season's success from afar? Oh, it's been great. You know, I mean, I've not missed the game. I, I remember when I first came here 20 odd years ago, I was like trying to get to watch a game. We had to get tapes sent there. Tapes. And it took a bit too to watch it. No, video tapes. <laughs> That was the only way you could watch it here. So you were watching a game about three weeks behind. But now, obviously, you can watch a, a game anywhere now, any time, which we have done here. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the supporters' clubs over there have been uh, been quite quite uh, excitable places to be. Quiet, uh, I'm sure. Colin, quiet you know affairs. I mean? But again, it, it, COVID aside, I know that Australia's in a better place than most of the world. But uh, anyway, enjoy your football, mate. Colin, thank you very much. It was great of you to take the time from the other side of the world at three o'clock in the morning because you wanted to skive off work. Let's be honest. But thank you, nevertheless. That was Colin in Perth, Australia. You've got a couple of these names left to get. Is it clue time? Have you got anything else in your locker? No. Brown right. No Right think Taylor No think Kilmarnock uh, High profile Kilmarnock players Buck And Chris Buck And uh, Ollie Buck Yes Chris no. Buck and Ollie Buck Well done Okay mm. So where have we got three to go Yes um, okay. Are they, are they obscure? Um, no. This one is a ca- is a captain of a Scottish Premiership team. He's just mm. not a not a regular goal scorer as such. And his namesake is a defender in England who once was a, a young loanee at Rangers many years ago. Mm. Bartley, Marvin yes. Bartley, oh, yeah. Kyle Bartley. Oh, there yeah. we are. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. By the way, well I thought that was a rubbish clue I gave you as well, and you managed to pick up the scraps. Well done, Bartley. So is it two to two go? go? Right. Mm. Aston Villa Paid a lot of money for him I think Striker uh, Keen No, no. Uh, Did well in the championship So Villa bought him Watkins uh, Ollie Watkins And Marley Watkins Yes well done Was he in the Premier League Marley Watkins uh, He was with Aberdeen And the last oh, one is that allowed right. I thought it was coming No no Just as long as they've scored this season oh, oh, This season they've scored earlier on did he And the last one Livy Scored some important goals for Livy early on, but then I don't think him and David Martindale saw eye to eye. Robinson, oh, Theo oh, Robinson, aye, aye. Scott and Calvin, Scott. Callum Robinson, Theo Robinson, Cal- 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 he's Callum down Scott. the divisions. He used to play for Motherwell. There we uh, go. Scott Fairley, he doesn't really well. He got there anyway. Robinson, bombed, that's all you need <laughs> to know. Uh, thank you to Tony Watt <laughs> and Jim Duffy. Do you know Tony Watt? See when I asked him to come and do the show tonight. Do you know what he texted me back earlier? He just said, "Is George Bowie in?" Well, right. seen he's got his priorities. My wife that. loves George Bowie. Well, look at <laughs> look, don't, don't get starstruck. He's got his Morton strip on. Look through the glass. And there he is. He's about to enter to and about soon. to kick it off with the GBX and the Morton game on up next.